I'm looking forward to this. In the next hour, we are going to talk to someone who runs a little spy operation. He essentially goes out and spies on shops and businesses in relation to customer service and the way they do their trade and whether they're doing the things correctly on behalf of uh, you know, the, the people that run the businesses. What's the customer service like? Are they doing the right thing? In. You are listening to Knights. John Stanley here across Australia, 3W, 2GB, 4BC and 2CC and stations everywhere. We all, of course... Well, do we like to shop? That's a question. I, I know I actually don't mind going to the shops, depending on where you go. And one of the real bugbears, it's Murphy's Law, is when you can't find anyone to help you. Of course, when you just want to look around, you don't want to be bothered. Every Everywhere you turn, someone's in your face saying, can I help you? You say, no, I just want to look around. Now, that's that's. I guess that's the Murphy's Law of customer service. But if you are running a business, you want to make sure that the people who are behind the counters walking the aisles, that they're doing things in the right way. The government is uh, ramping up something called the National Compliance Plan. So they're going to be trying to make sure that stores are doing the right thing, that customer service is operating correctly. And it's called the National Measurement Institute. They're going to examine packaged goods and, and do secret shopper purchases to make sure that everything is above board. Which brings us to this question of secret shoppers. One of my old colleagues, actually, his wife did some work as a secret shopper where they would go to premises, to businesses, and they would uh, purchase or they'd uh, patronise and they'd do a report on what the customer service would like. There's a business called Service Integrity that does this. They've got 55,000 mystery shoppers, and in a sense, they are all making sure that our experience is better for us. Stephen DiPietro, it's his company. He joins us on the line now. Stephen, uh, good evening to you. John, how are you going? So you're running a spy... Are you like M, running a spy service, are you? Yeah, I'm a little bit younger, not much. <laughs> so, so, look, it, is it as simple as having people who then just go and buy things or maybe go and have lunch at a place and then do a report of what their experience was like? Not that simple, actually. What we need them to do is understand what we're looking for before they walk in. Um, one of the problems with customer surveys is, you know how it is, you go into a store or something and you, you go online and then they send you a survey sometime later and then you fill it out like a day or two later yep. and you're depending on your memory. And that's not at all reliable. So especially if you're not prompted into what you had to look for, like two days later if they say, was the Father's Day poster up on the wall? You go like, well, I think so. Uh, whereas what we do is we'll prompt the mystery shoppers before they go in, say, look, we're looking for these particular things, whether it's items on the shelf or things that the staff member needs to say or behaviours from the staff members, and look out for that. So that's a big difference and then go about your business. So we'll send them in for specific assignments. It's not as relaxed as just, hey, go into a store and yeah. fill out a survey. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that. And, and look, let's pick out the Father's Day poster you mentioned a moment ago. So is that something that, say, a large chain of stores would then ask you to establish how that was being done? Or do you then try and apply what you know are good customer service approaches and then report back to that business whether you think it's being done or not? Which way does that work? It's more the first one. So they'll say, hey, look, we spend a fortune printing these things out, distributing them and, and all that sort of thing, and we know it really has a big impact on sales. We want to make sure our franchisees, our store managers or whatever are doing the right thing. We don't want to just be wasting our time. 
can you send someone out there and have a look at that and also have a look at a few other things? We'll go, yep, sure. What they'll also do is they'll ask us, well, okay, what's best practice in customer service? What's best practice in compliance? So we'll share what we know from other industries and say, well, you know, you should really have this going on or that going on, and um, we'll help help them create the environment around which we're going to do the tests. So the things that we would get so many calls on, and you've listened to Talkback Radio, you'd know this, yep. walking in, finding someone who's behind the counter distracted, someone who might be on the phone, someone who uh, doesn't seem interested in you at all, I guess that's at the forefront of what you look for, is it? And drives me absolutely oh. insane. <laughs> I suppose it'd be like you going to a, a 21st party and there's a someone doing DJ for the first time, you know, like that's a, probably a bad example, but just someone, you know what it's supposed to be like mm. and it's nowhere near that. Uh, you just want to yell out and scream, but you, you just can't. You've got to go about your business quietly. But yeah, that's, and that's why the mystery shoppers actually, a lot of people are mystery shoppers because they're just sick of being subjected to it. They want to actually do something about it, which just sounds quite altruistic. Yeah. They just feel like they're doing something because I'm not just going to sit here and take whatever is given to me. I'm going to do something that's going to maybe make a little bit of difference somewhere. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to hear from our listeners actually the things that drive them mad. You know, when when they go into a shop, I, I could throw one up. It's you know, I could contrast it where you you ask for something and they say no, no, we sold the last of those today, and they just basically look blankly at you. Or the alternative approach, oh, we sold the last one today. Do you, would you like me to check to see if any of our other stores nearby have it? Or do you want me to see when they're coming yeah. in? Or that, I mean, essentially, just basically say, oh, no, we haven't got it. That's approach one, and it drives you crazy. Or the person that goes a little bit further and sees if they can, they can accommodate you in some way. That's, that's the gulf between those two, isn't there? Yeah. Huge, and, and the impact on profitability in the store. So there are two things. The, the store's not making the profit at the sales it should, because all the brand, because they could get it from somewhere else or whatever. But number two, as a shopper, th- there's almost this assumption that we go in there, we've got nothing better to do. I know that I, I'm running a mystery shopping business, but I can't stand shopping. When I go in there, I want to get in, I want to get out, I want to have the business done, and, and I want someone to sell me stuff. I don't want that mandy-pandy, like really loose stuff. I want it done. Yeah. So, but the people behind the counter sometimes think that that's too pushy, but it's not. It's like most people, and it's like nine, high ninety percent of people, they don't want to stay there unless it's a Saturday afternoon. You're going for a walk around the stores, and you've got nothing else to do, and it's raining outside. Yeah. But otherwise, we just want to go about our business. Please sell me what I need, and let me get out of here and get up about my day. But the, the staff don't seem to see that. They see that as being pushy. Yeah. There's another one. We've seen that. a lot of the larger stores now, and they have the franchises within. So you might find someone who works for a particular company at a particular little part of a, a large department store. Yeah. It, may say it might be a brand of clothing. And if you yeah. approach them and ask them about something or where something is, oh, no, I'm just working. If, 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 and they don't actually then think, I mean, what's the protocol there? Are they working for the store or for the person that's – because in the end, they're not helping anyone by just saying, no, I'm only dealing with this, I can't – Yeah, look, that is super, super tricky. So your big department stores can be – some stores might be just pretty much buying leased space and they've got their own staff. Just It's a store without walls on it. Yep. And their staff don't know anything about the other stuff. It's like, this is the stuff that we own. This is the stuff we're going to take care of, and that's it. Um, I don't care if someone buys menswear over the other side. It's got absolutely nothing to do with me, and I kind of get that. It's a structural thing with the way these big department stores are created and, and how they're running, that 
they try to have some staff floating floating around, but then they're too too thinly spread. It's it's a real problem, but it's structural. It's like you know, to me, it's like having a three a three wheel four wheel drive. It just doesn't kind of work. Yeah, it's trying to do be everything to everyone, and it doesn't. It misses the mark, and that's why they're struggling at the moment. They're really struggling. The the big department stores. So, yeah. uh, what sort of businesses seek your service? Everything from banks and insurance companies to coffee shops to tyre stores to mobile phone retailers and manufacturers, just about anyone who's got a big footprint in the country. So we've got stores in Broken Hill, we've got stores in Sydney, we we just can't keep an eye on all of it. So let's get some people out there, go check it out. So we, we pay people to go out and shop. Yeah. Are, are your absolute front line, like the SAS, the ones that you give the most difficult tasks, are they the ones you say, okay, we want you to ring some of these uh, some of these uh, complaints lines, some of these call centres, and you're going to have to go through that? Because that is an absolute nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. We get some really tricky things like um, going into a pharmacy to ask for a particular type of cream for part of your body that you'd normally think is completely private. Yeah, <laughs> like you've got to find people who can have that conversation, or you've got to go into a bank and say, "I've got financial hardship. Mm. What can you do for me?" They're really awkward conversations. Or the other extreme is, um, you've got to go in and shop for a piece of heavy industrial equipment that's worth a million dollars, or or a or a, a water cruiser, a cruiser boat for for two million. So they can be very from that difficulty right down to, and the majority of them are simple than that. It's like. Hey, go into the store, buy some stuff, buy some clothes, buy some food, have a restaurant meal or something like that. Um, that's the majority of them. But we do have these really top-end, high-end. It can even be – I tend to – I've done some of these myself. You fly to Fiji on their bill, stay at a five-star resort, consume everything you can in there because you've got to test everything and then fly home again and fill out a report. Wow. That's that's a, that's a real thing. That is a real thing. But, but you, you you've got to work. So, but here's the thing, John. Um, people think, and you, I want people to be careful of scams. It sounds almost too good to be true. So obviously, be careful. You've got to be careful that never, ever, ever for any of your listeners, give anyone money before you do an assignment. Okay. All right. Start small. Um, look, look them up. There's an association called Mystery Shopping Providers Association. Okay. So there's Global. a few people scamming in this in this field. You reckon now? Yes, because whenever you've got a company that's potentially giving out jobs to people, which is giving people money, yes. there's an opportunity there to scam. And how the world is, you know, through your talk back, wherever there's a crack, someone's going to go and live in there. Right. Okay. So I, I want your listeners to be really careful. Make sure they're reputable. Start small, never give money up front, look them up, go on some forums, find out what other shoppers are saying. They might have a grizzle they didn't get paid because they didn't do the job properly or whatever, but you'll know there's activity. It's not just something silent, but Steve, never give money up front. Can I just wind up? What, is there one thing when you go shopping, uh, the one that drives you absolutely cuckoo? That drives me absolutely cuckoo? Yeah. Just indifferent. It's, it's people it's not being that, indifference. What I mentioned earlier, yeah, oh, you haven't got that, mate, and then turn away with that as though they almost don't care, that kind of thing. Yeah, or if you just say, look, oh, really, oh, I'm just I'm not sure about that colour, they say, well, okay, we'll have a think about it, come back later. I'm like, I put all this effort to come in here. Please sell it to me. Yeah. I just, when they don't sell me stuff, it drives me insane. 
Um, and it doesn't make their day go well, well either. It's just, it's just the whole thing's poor. So that's what we're trying to fix. And um, we're slowly, slowly catching monkey. We're trying to get there. Mate, fantastic to talk to you. We might keep in touch if we can. That's terrific. Uh, Stephen DiPietro, company's called Service Integrity.